Hey there, welcome to season one of Liminal Spaces podcast. My name is Debbie. Here we talk about the impact of liminal spaces in our lives, why they matter, and how we can navigate and thrive when we bump up against them. I am really excited about this recording for many reasons, but especially because I have a special guest who will co-host with me. Yay! (laughs) And that's Tina Boucher, who... I mean, so we started this together in the sense that you were my first ever guest. Mm -hmm. And when I was thinking and preparing for this episode, I realized that I'm a terrible monologue person. So I needed to find someone that could come and co-host with me so that there's someone that I can see and talk with Mm -hmm. (laughs) and make it more engaging And I asked you and you said yes. So I'm really excited because I love talking with you. Mm -hmm. And I find you to be very smart and brilliant. And you're going to bring a lot of flavor. So (laughs) warm welcome, Stina. Thank you very much. And hello. So happy to be back here on Liminal Spaces podcast. Super fun to be part of wrapping the season up. It's been amazing. It's been really fun to follow. And I feel very honored both to be your first guest, but also to be here to wrap it up with you. And yeah, I'm very excited for this time. Yeah, I yeah. think we're going to have so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode is going to be, I'm going to use a weird analogy. It's kind of like a jollof Nigerian rice, where it's a mixture of everything. Um, so... In Sweden, we will say fruit salad, a banana, a pear, an apple. Now we covered... <laughs> Many people's languages. (laughs) Exactly. So it's going to be a mixture of different things that we're Mm going to cover. We're going to do a little bit of uh, reflection and share some of the lessons learned. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit about my personal process. Mm -hmm. And we're going to also take some time to answer some questions that have come in from listeners. Because we did this uh, Ask Me Anything event on Instagram and some people have sent some questions. So I'm very excited to get into that. And then we're going to wrap up. So Sounds good. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And it's going to be helpful for me also to kind of share some of those things that I've been reflecting on um, that has been more internal than external. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And you have been living in your own liminal spaces now, you could say also, with the whole wanting to move to Switzerland, but Corona coming up in the midst of that. So, I mean, I'm personally excited to hear a little bit about your personal journey and how you've been in that liminal space, even if you didn't know that when you started this podcast. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's funny, but it's also, it has been hard, but it's also funny in one way. Yeah, I mean, it's hilarious. I was telling someone back in March, I was telling her that I couldn't have planned the launch of this podcast any better. No. Because it's like from January to saying to people, uh, a lot of family and friends, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And they're like, oh, what is it going to be about? And I'm like, liminal space. And they're like, what? What is that? And nobody, a lot of people didn't have any idea of liminality or liminal space as mm-hmm. an anthropological concept or like something that affects our lives. And then April, I'm like, when people asked me that question, I'm like, you're living in one now. So it was funny and not funny at the same time. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like the rare opportunity to share this experience with mm-hmm. literally everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I couldn't yeah. have picked a better no. timing for the podcast. And no, I did not plan this pandemic, just no. in case anyone is wondering. <laughs> That's good to know. Phew. Yeah. So we're going to start with the highlights. Just reflect a little bit about all the guests and topics that we've talked about. And we're going to start at the beginning. Mm. I had you on yeah. and we talked a lot about your journey and your story dealing with burnout Mm -hmm. and how that kind of launched you into a liminal space that you're kind of still experiencing. Mm. Um, And that episode is very special to me and it resonated with a lot of different people Mm. whom I've shared some with you. Mm. 
because of how generous you were, you were with the details of your process. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really spoke to a lot of people, including me. There are three things that stood out to me that I've been reflecting on from that episode. Mm -hmm. And the first one, you shared something about grief and hope coexisting in the same space or in the same time. Yeah. And the importance of embracing that reality. And when I thought about it, I thought, oh my gosh, like you you articulated it so well, because it's true. Mm. And I think that the way you shared how that has that is a reality in mm. your own life has challenged me, but also really encouraged me to kind of dig deeper into okay, what does that mean? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Uh, in my own personal experience, but also when you when you think about work circumstances or or uh, things like, for example, we work together a lot, and mm. there are things that we've had to put on pause mm. because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. and so it's also like taking that thought or that uh, wisdom and applying it in that scenario. Mm -hmm. So I found it super applicable for me, and I think that it it has been for other people because I've had a chat with mm. other people about that. So that was special. There's something I I come back to it over and over again just to to use this when I, I learned about it that really you don't have to feel that oh this is a time of grieving and because of that you can't hope and and vice versa hmm. like it, it really can go hand in hand and you need to bring hope into grief otherwise you're gonna not be able to live kind of yeah I mean I want uh, and I start to see that you can apply it in so many different situations in your life. Even with this uh, corona situation that we've been in, we should grieve that people are dying, that people are sick, that the isolation, you know, there is many things that has been very hard on us uh, and is still hard on us. Uh, but we can't uh, forget about the hope that we have. And also, oh, okay, I have to stay home more but so good that I get to spend more time with my husband for example or mm. that I get to do this that I never get to do otherwise and uh, I'm so thankful for the relationships that I do have I'm so thankful when we do when we can meet and mm. you know so you need to have that perspective also yeah mm. absolutely another way to language it would be like holding grief and vision mm. yeah um, in the in the same space and the, at the same time, what you just mentioned, I think, is really important with or the pandemic example because liminal spaces are time bound, like they're limited. They're not supposed to last forever, mm -hmm. and so as you're grieving the loss and the change, whatever it is, you cannot afford to miss hope or vision mm -hmm. because once you transition from that change in that time period and that space, mm. you have to have hope and vision in order to be able to move forward. Yeah. If not, you, you stay stuck because liminal space is kind of this ambiguous mm. space, right? And you don't, that's not a place to live. That's the birthplace for vision and creativity and hope. Yeah. Um, but you want to make sure that when you move forward, yeah. then you ca you have hope and vision. If not, you're not. You're mm -hmm. going to stay stuck. Yeah. The other way around, if you only have hope and vision and you forget to grieve, you forget to think through what was it that with this change affected me and what do I find hard, etc., etc. If you If you skip that part, it's very easy that you find yourself in the same situation over and over again and you don't learn, you don't get, you don't become wiser in that way like and pick something with you yes and otherwise you can if you you really take time to to grief and still have hope and vision you will bring something with you from the liminal space you're in that you will be able to have as a power tool in the future mm. so yeah well said love it another one is of course intentionality which mm. i'm i'm a huge fan of intentionality i I, I practice it, or I, at least I try my best to practice it. Mm -hmm. I appreciate when I see other people practicing it. I, not just that it's a, a nice concept or thing to do, but I see the value that it adds to the quality of the types of lives mm -hmm. that we lead. And just that Swedish translation of, of mindfulness has been really resonant to me personally. Mm -hmm. I think to use your words, it, it can seem really detailed and kind of 
over the top, you know, where you're like, okay, I want to be intentional. And when I'm peeling a potato, for example, I want to really be here. Mm -hmm. When I'm drinking a glass of water, I want to pay attention to the texture of the 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 cup or the glass or how does the the water feel in my mouth and that's really like over the top in general like mm. it, it's easy to just be like why why do you need to do that mm. but i think that there's a lot of value in practicing being present in a way that helps us especially in our culture today to just be here mm. and now and not be stuck in the future or in the past mm. but it's kind of like i'm here right now I'm going to dignify this present moment with my attention and with my presence. That has really, really stood out to me. The third thing that stood out to me was the whole conversation we had about community Mm. and how important it is to invite people into your process and Mm. that you don't want to isolate. You don't want to, you know, be an island. But that the way to healing, really from any liminal space and not just burnout, was Mm -hmm. to make sure that you are connected to a community and to people and being very intentional about Mm. that. Yeah, true. So those are like my three highlights Mm. from your episode. Thank you for sharing. It's really good to hear also your your feedback and your reflection and... Um, my hope is that my story can be helpful for somebody else and inspiring for somebody else that I don't go through the things that I have gone through in vain, but that I, instead it can be helpful tools for somebody else. So that's my hope. Um, I also know that your next guest was a very exciting episode. It was with Eva from Switzerland. Yes. That is running a Voda living. Oh, I love Eva. She's so cool. She's so good in what she's doing, and she had really good thoughts in the episode, I thought. I love Ava. She's one of those people that I... She's just the the things that she embodies mm-hmm. are really, really important, I think. I loved having her on on, on the, the show, for sure. Something special about Ava's episode was also that I surprisingly found out that liminality was part of her studies, because yeah. she's a master's student. Um, in therapeutic art, I think, mm-hmm. uh, it's in, in, a, in a, a university in Switzerland. That was a very pleasant surprise for mm-hmm. me to have someone who had authority to speak about the space from a place of study and education because mm-hmm. she's been researching about mm-hmm. it and writing about it. So that was really special to me. But yeah, I think that the three things, I just tried to pick certain things from mm. the different episodes so that we don't spend the whole day mm-hmm. here. Ava talked about slow living and how do you slow down enough that you can pay attention to your life in detail. Mm. And I think that there's something that is missing in our society today because we're so overstimulated, mm. uh, especially externally, that yeah. we're always doing 10,000 things at the same time. Um, so I really valued her sharing the ethos behind Avoda living, which is really uh, steeped in slow living. Mm. We also talked about creativity because liminality, one of the greatest gifts that it gives a person is the potential of Mm. creativity, an opportunity to think about the future and reimagine what it could be. She also talked about community, Mm. which I think is like a red thread throughout this season that guests keep highlighting and that just shows how you know absolutely essential this is yeah um so kind of the the importance of community she was saying you know we're not meant to be by ourselves and do life by ourselves we're meant to be with people and share life together with people and she said something like people are willing to help you so Mm -hmm. if you are ever in a situation that Mm -hmm. you know you feel alone and lost uh, she was saying she was sharing how it's important to reach out for help because Mm -hmm. surprisingly people actually want to help if we Mm -hmm. would only ask so i those three um thoughts really resonated with me that was very good i really loved her episode one of those you can listen to again and again and uh, apply things in your life in yeah. every day also. Uh, the third episode was Matt Rawlings. Ah. That was very special also. <laughs> yeah, many, so many yeah. good guests. I, I love say. Matt. I yeah. think we all love Matt. Yeah. And I mean, I remember 
I I have a story that he told that I've been telling to like so many people after I listened to. It. Tell us I the mean, story. it was a very simple story, but it so speaks so much. And it's like him coming back from work from the mission field, I think, and going out for a run and out running, and then see some people over there and he turns around and are thinking, oh, I really don't want to meet them. So I've turned around and I want to run the other way. And then he realized in that moment, he really feels that, okay, you're not running away from those people. You're running away from yourself. And that was like the beginning for him to mm. go more inside of him and say, who, who am I? And what am I? Yeah. I think you can help me with, with the rest of that. But just, yeah. I love that story, how you're not running away from those people. You're running away from yourself yeah. and how we need to start with ourselves. Absolutely. And that really segues nicely into the first thing that stood out for me from his episode. Because we talked about relationships. Yeah, yeah, of course, that's the theme. So relationships in uncertain times. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was something that was super important, especially because of the news and just hearing from people around the local community as well about stories of how families were having a really hard time because all of a sudden there's no school to go to, Mm. there's no work to go to. Mm. You have to face every day Mm. in very long periods of times Mm. people that maybe you've been avoiding or people that you cannot stand. All of a sudden that option has been taken away. Mm. I really wanted to talk with him because he talks a lot about uncertainty. And I mean, he's done his doctorate work in uncertainty in times of leadership or something like that. But just like his life experience and the lectures he's given in the past, I thought he would be a great person to just chat with about how do you navigate relationships? Mm-hmm. Not just navigate them, but how do you grow them, mm-hmm. right? Because relationships are not static. Mm-hmm. They're always growing in one direction or the other. And so he talked about that really beautiful story that he shared, which is kind of funny, but I saw myself in that story. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's true for every, each one of us, that the things that we're running away from that are external Mm -hmm. really is about us, Mm -hmm. not the external, whether it's people or situations Mm -hmm. or, or, or places. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that I just wanted to share that he said, it starts with you. A healthy relationship begins with a healthy soul. Mm -hmm. In his words, and I I find that to be absolutely true in terms of he was saying how the the call to love God is to love God, love your neighbors as yourself. Mm -hmm. But most of us jump. We Mm. go, we love God and we really love people. But Mm. us, we can't really stand ourselves. Mm. And him highlighting that has been really, really um, important part of his episode and i think that it also really resonates with me his whole thought with like doing the inner work and starting from yourself uh because i would always say you know when people ask you like big questions like what is the meaning of life Mm. you know like people are like what how many days do you have you know to talk (laughs) about this question um and i've really boiled it down for myself to be i think the meaning of life is about loving god and loving other people as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if I was to have a succinct answer and, and for me that resonated with me really, mm-hmm. because he, he was highlighting how you can't do one without the other. Mm-hmm. Like it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and God is a really great place to start, but because most of us have a warped view of God, mm-hmm. It really is important to also start from within mm-hmm. and, and just kind of what kinds of relationship do you have with yourself? Mm. You know, like we, I've, I've had many conversations that we, I ask people, people ask me like, how's your relationship with God mm. or with people like mm. your family, your mm. friends? Rarely has anyone ever asked me like, Debbie, how is your relationship with yourself? Because we don't really mm-hmm. think about that. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the birthplace for healthy mm. uh, relationship. And if you haven't listened to the episode, I'd highly recommend it because yeah. it's just brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And it's really things you can apply all the time. Uh, pick out from. Yeah. That was really good. Who was the next one? Patrick. Patrick Dodson. Uh, I love Patrick. Mm-hmm. I love all the guests on yeah. this episode. I mean, there is a special uh, on this reason <laughs> that you have invited those guests, I guess. 
I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was so special to connect with Patrick. Mm-hmm. I feel a kinship to him. I have been introduced and very familiar with Patrick's work for many years, but only met him on the day we yeah. sat for this conversation. But he is super generous, super insightful, wise. And just he's so calm mm-hmm. and collected. Mm-hmm. And like you can really like listen to him. He's an amazing communicator. Yeah. Um, and I like I was just all around inspired talking with him. But what has stood out uh, from his episode, which we talked about, I think he's one of the only guys that we actually talked about the pandemic in detail with. And he had initially written um, an article in New Zealand about how to get out of the liminal space that mm. COVID-19 has launched everyone into. And so we talked a lot about creativity and thinking in a way that will create better futures, our responsibility as individuals mm. to pay attention to the types of lives we're living. I think I was super challenged to kind of, cause he was saying it's very easy if we have the inertia of momentum, which is basically that you're just, there's a way life is going and mm-hmm. there's no space for you to even like stop. Mm. So it's like when you have that, then it's very easy for a lot of people not to ever stop. Mm-hmm. And think, but then he was talking about the pandemic as a gift, and he mm-hmm. he kept saying that that wasn't the right word. No. He, he thought, but he 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 didn't mean that in a way that oh, this is like a nice good thing no. that has happened, but instead as a, a gift in the sense that it's a great opportunity. Yeah. And I, I just loved him and um recommended recommend his book and his material because he talks a lot about identity in a way that not many people talk about it. I think that it's more holistic. It's very important to have like this full picture. We explore a lot of the one, the one side. Yeah. If if you're ever curious about that, just read his material. And again, like it's available. There's a link on the website on and on Instagram, and mm-hmm. you can find his material there. But I just love Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was great to sit with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And then after that, we had Becky. Man, Becky. Yeah. What was special about her episode? If I would pick one thing. She had this phrase. She was like, kindness is our superpower mm. at fears. Yeah. And her story, by the way, is just just super powerful and resonant. Because uh, she shares in a very generous way how she experienced a liminal space in her life. And it was after she had an accident. And it kind of just changed her entire lifestyle. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think when I, I think about what is the benefit of doing all this hard work, embracing change and being intentional about um, how you navigate that space. I think when I think about Becky, mm. I see because mm. they're doing such amazing work with fears and Becky, I mean, you guys Google her, but she's doing amazing work with uh, marketing and branding and strategy with multi-billion dollar companies and working with a lot of important people. But for her, kindness is mm. the at the core of who they are um and she talked about how she was able to highlight that at fears because of the accident that she mm. had and yeah. just having to take some time and reflect on how she was doing business mm. how she was leading her life and so yeah kindness for me it's been a real journey just exploring what does it mean to embody kindness and so i, I feel a real kinship mm-hmm. with becky aside from the fact that she's just an amazing mm. human being she also mentioned the importance of community because of her accident of course and that's also the revelation about kindness i think also so many people helping her out in her vulnerable place and making her realize that community and people around you is as a network is so important yes absolutely yeah and then the last episode that you put out was from mike saunders mike South africa yeah. yeah he's a great guy he is an amazing guy I had a great time with him mike is really smart empathetic humble and welcoming the things that stood out to me from his episode was starting from a place of fear He, like, usually when you kind of think about people that do the type of things that Mike does, which is like motivate people and run 
a successful, an extremely successful digital agency and, you know, writing books and being successful, usually people kind of like, oh, you know, I, I don't know, I woke up one day and I just thought I wanted to kind of shift my life and I wanted to do something great, which is absolutely like great. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's really inspiring. But I think something that really stopped me with what he said was his motivation initially was not, you know, I want to change the world and do something great. It was really that he was afraid of not being able to provide for his family. Mm. And I never really Mm. thought about it that way, that you can start from anywhere, really, including Mm. from a place of fear. Mm. You don't have to stay there. Mm. It's maybe better if you don't start from there. But the fact that that's an option, I like I'm still reflecting on that because sometimes I think that I wait for and a lot of people we wait for this like aha you know zestful mm. moment we're like yes I'm going to do it now before we start stuff yeah. but it's like what if you could start from a place of fear or pain or yeah. suffering um that just that that's also an option is special mm. um and just him highlighting how you've got to do the hard work mm. cuz sometimes you know it, Wanting change isn't the same as changing, mm. I think. And mm. sometimes I like to think about how, you know, grand my life is going to be and like how I like to be intentional. Mm. It's such mm. a great thing. But it, those are two different things. And just his hard work yeah. kind of got him yeah. to where he is at. And we talked about empathy. We talked about entrepreneurship. And he was super honest and mm-hmm. like real and yeah. It, it was a great final guest yeah. to have, for sure. So many good reflections. I'm just like, oh, some of them, I want to go back and listen to it again because I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so good. And sometimes you pick up on different things also. There's different things that get stuck with you also. And uh, most of you, maybe you have you have heard the episodes and now maybe you hear some of the reflections and you pick up maybe something new. And that's really cool. But if you haven't listened to all the episodes, I really recommend you to do it. Uh, do that and also be aware like as you're listening maybe there's different people that you're thinking about that needs to listen to this and you can I have done that I haven't said to them oh go and listen to this whole uh, whole season of this whole podcast because that Mm. can be very overwhelming for people but I have heard one specific episode and I thought about somebody and I told them listen to this specific episode because I think that's for you for this time (laughs) so that's also something you can do and then from there, they can listen to the other episodes, of course. But sometimes... They cannot resist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we're trying to say here. <laughs> no, but it's really... Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of good stuff there. And mm-hmm. it's worth to listen to. And I'm very curious to, to hear from you, Debbie, uh, with this whole podcast experience. Uh, what is the lessons that you have learned? Uh, how has <laughs> it been for you? Because I know it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> it's been a lot of hard work. And you have done an amazing work. I've been able to follow you closely mm. as you've been doing it from the bomb shelter. I always know when, when Debbie's bike is parked outside a specific building here where we live, I know she's recording podcasts. Yeah. So let's talk about bomb shelters, shall yes. we? <laughs> yes. That was actually really funny. That was it back in March, I think. Yeah. When you were looking. Yeah. For a really good space to, to record. Yeah. So we, I mean, we live on quite a large property mm-hmm. and a lot of the, the rooms are not soundproof. They're very echoey. Yeah. And so I was thinking I need to find a place to, to sit and record this uh, podcast episodes. And for whatever random reason, I think it was even in the middle of the night, I just thought the bomb shelter. And the bomb shelter, <laughs> is, it is an actual bomb shelter, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. It's so, in the basement of our one of our main buildings. Yeah. And it is a bomb shelter. It has a really, like, I don't know, fireproof door somehow. Yeah, like it looks have, like something that would work if there was ever a need to use it. You almost had to to show a picture of the bomb shelter. And then, I should totally do, like, a post with the... the entrance of the bomb shelter yeah you should do that and inside the bomb shelter we store mattresses so of course it's really soundproof and it was really funny when we were gonna record the first episode because i got an invitation from debbie from debbie and she said we're gonna meet in the bomb shelter i'm gonna try to make it cozy 
<laughs> yes, so that we're not staring at like mattresses. But you were very gracious, yeah. and you you sat in the bomb shelter, and it did work because yeah. it it is soundproof. It's it's quite decent. Um, mm. It was yeah. not super cozy, but it was cozy because it was special. Like, yeah. Um yeah. I mean it's not the most cozy place no. ever because it's we a upgraded. storage room. <laughs> yeah, we're so. sitting in a beautiful newly re- renovated room. Yeah, or see. recently renovated room on nice IKEA couches. It feels very Swedish. Yeah. Good job, <laughs> fishers. Back to the lessons that you have learned. <laughs> we always get into this bomb shelter. <laughs> yes. And I mean I've learned a ton over the last few months. And I think a lot of them have just been practical things. Of course, uh, diving into this podcasting adventure, having never, ever known anything about producing a podcast. Mm-hmm. So that in itself was quite the decision and kind of, I'm just going to do this. You're brave. Well, thank you. It's I, I still remember I called two, my, my two oldest sisters at the beginning of January and I said to them, I'm going to start a podcast. And they're like, Okay. <laughs> so we had like this conversation and it just, it just started that way. Cause I've, I've been thinking about it for, I don't know, probably the last three years, which a lot of my friends, including you, didn't even know that. Nah. Um, and yeah. so it, it was kind of like, of course, it's been a long process of like considering the possibility, but just like diving, just yeah. making a decision and being like, okay, I'm going to go for it. Mm. Um, but if I, if I had to kind of, pick things i think one of the things that i have found out about myself and it's a lesson is kind of the relationship that you have with feedback Mm. and or that i have with feedback after the first two episodes were launched and i started to because i asked people also i was like Mm. hey let me know what you think and then when the feedback started to come i was like whoa you know i i think i was just surprised by my reaction to Mm -hmm. them um, because part of me was thinking, of course, I want to, you know, receive feedback and whether it's a critique or it's like a praise, but just being able to take some time to process it because after the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I was really overwhelmed and I just wished people had taken more time to send the critics <laughs> over to me. There's something I suppose fragile when you create something mm-hmm. and you put it out there. Yeah. And part of the reason that I think I took the the critics of the first two episodes quite hard was also because I knew that some of them were true. Mm-hmm. So I was aware of some of the kind of lapses or the things that could have been better. Uh, but it was quite tough and hard, I think, emotionally to think about it because mm-hmm. I think having traces of perfectionism in me, my default is that I usually don't do stuff because I wait for it to be in perfect shape mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and so being on this journey just try things out and put it out even if it's you know not the best version of it mm. I think that that got really challenged mm. receiving the first critiques because most of it I was like yep I see that yep I saw that yep mm. and and so it was it was good it helped me to actually face this response or this tendency in me to kind of go oh my gosh I did something that's imperfect and Mm -hmm. I put it out in the world Mm. Uh, so to deal with that but still take the decision Mm. to still move forward so that was that was a Mm. big lesson Mm -hmm. it's one thing to know how you respond to things it's another thing to actually keep pushing forward Mm. and I still like there are lots of changes you know to happen that would make the podcast a lot better in quality and content and Mm. blah 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 but I think just that ability to be able to move forward has been really special to me in the sense of, okay, I can actually deal with this. And mm-hmm. I still take steps, even if something is imperfect, mm. I will still choose to put it out there and share mm. it with the world. Mm. So that's one thing. Mm. <laughs> it was, oh, that's really good. And then my Instagram is private. My social, my Facebook is as private as it can get. I'm very kind of, I want my own stuff. I want to decide who sees what I do mm-hmm. and who doesn't. Yep. And I think that just putting this podcast out there really challenged that. It's been a growth curve. If I want to be able to influence the world, there's some privacy things that we get challenged. Mm. And it's not a bad thing. It's actually mm. a good thing. You know, I've, I've, I've made really good connections with like random people that follow, I don't Instagram or mm. 
I don't know, randomly found the podcast. And, mm. and so it, I think it's both ways. It's that mm. kind of you, some, you, you could get like really intense or challenging experiences or you, mm. you know, it's an open door for mm. connecting with new people. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, I'm it's not cool as, to hear. Uh, <laughs> you have really challenged yourself, like on those two parts, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think that the other things is just practical, like mm-hmm. mostly. I had to like really up my game with garage band. I took a, like, I can't even count the number of webinars on podcasting that I've taken. Mm-hmm. So just like learning and mm-hmm. like, I have a full time job. For example, I thought I would do a lot more, like, have recorded a lot more episodes. It just didn't work mm-hmm. uh, because of the different practical reasons. Because mm-hmm. I did something, it's either stupid or brave, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to tell mm-hmm. <laughs> the difference, but it's kind of learning in tandem with doing. Yeah. So time was definitely a challenge, but I've learned a ton about just audio softwares and, you know, now mm-hmm. I'm pretty comfortable with GarageBand. Yeah. Of course, I had to do a lot of research as well. So mm-hmm. digging deep into the specifics of each individual guest Mm because they come from different backgrounds research has i mean i love research i teach about it i live it it's i love questions and like digging deep i'm like the queen of going down rabbit holes on a topic it's been a really enjoyable process but i think it's also just i've learned a ton like Mm. different ways you could Mm. go about research and i'm totally gonna incorporate into my Mm. teaching for the future storytelling i think i was just sharing with you before we started recording how do you draw out the story bits as well as the factual bit so yeah lots of things to learn but Mm -hmm. if i would put a cap to it those Mm. would be like on on the top of the list so podcasting is a lot of hard work but it's worth it right because you learned a lot and you're having a lot of great aha moments Yes, for sure. And I think if you think, what is the end goal? Why am I doing a podcast that talks Mm -hmm. about liminal space? It's because I truly believe in it. Working on this podcast and producing it has helped me pay attention to things that otherwise I wasn't paying attention to. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because I didn't know about them necessarily. It was just why, you know, I have other things to do. And when you just keep going at pace, then you you lose, I think, a lot of things that could make life better. Mm-hmm. So when I think about the end goal, um, I don't consider the podcast successful, but I know that the f- few people who have listened or have been listening, mm. I know that each episode has meant something to yeah. them. Not in the sense of this is a nice thought mm-hmm. or reminder, but really something that resonates and has challenged them to grow. Yeah. And for me, then when I think about the hard work, because it is hard work, then it's totally worth it. That's my long answer to your, if it's worth it or not, it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, and I have to say thank you also for doing it. I know you have put in a lot of hard work. To come back a little bit to to feedback. You have got a lot of respond, the feedback from people about <laughs> the, the tone in your voice, I think. Something like that. <laughs> so here's a funny story. So there were two three episodes that went live so it was the intro mm-hmm. and the two parts of our conversation together yeah. and a very dear friend of mine wrote me and she's like do you have a podcasting voice like <laughs> i did not even know that that was you and i was oh. like what <laughs> it was so funny mm-hmm. but yeah i i suppose and i can see that like there is a difference in the tone and that's why very calm i think that's yeah and that's (laughs) why i'm not doing this as a monologue Mm. this particular episode because i always feel like my i have a really loud voice and so in my head i'm like your voice is loud your voice is loud so i I really dial it down It was really funny to me. Um, but at the same time, I thought it was a really good feedback because it wasn't just this friend of mine. A, a, yeah, a it few was also other my people. husband. He was saying that... Your husband, <laughs> Mick Boucher. Okay, so this is what happened. We were around the table. We were working and he was like, ah, I don't know. We were talking about maybe Becky's episode or Patrick's. And we, he was like, yeah, it was really good. And you're really good with facilitating it. And can I tell you one thing? I'm like, sure. <laughs> the intro though i don't like so much i i love the content what you're saying is great but you sound like you're high 
It was hilarious. It was very funny. But all that to say, I understand. I have to say, though, one of the feedback that came maybe not from people that I know so much that I had to really reflect on, I thought, okay, so is this not me, you know, mm-hmm. in that tone? And it's it wasn't a pretentious thing or trying to be someone I was not. I'm totally that person. That's totally my voice. It mm. comes from me. I think, like I said, I have, like, when I'm interacting with people, I just, I'm a lot more like this. Dynamic in your voice somehow. Yeah. Actually, just thinking through, like, things might look different in the second season. I have an idea. You could rap the (laughs) intro. You're welcome. There you go, people. You know, you can expect anything for the intros and outros of the second season. Yeah. So that was something, all joke aside, that I got as a feedback that was very, it was funny. And I I have taken the feedback and I will do something with it. You're taking it serious. Even if we're laughing about it now, you have taken it serious. (laughs) That's what we're trying to say. Yeah. 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 There was some other uh, response that you want to give to some of the feedback that you got. Yeah. So the, the next one is actually, there were lots of people that were sharing their thoughts on the length of the episodes in general. And some people prefer like shorter episodes, you know, two of my sisters were like, you should maybe make them 15 minutes each, you know? So it's like, it's there. Like you just listen to it and you move on. And other people are like, ah, maybe you can make them longer. Cause like, <laughs> it will be more interesting. You can get more of the stories. I like, mm-hmm. they, they enjoy longer episodes. Other people are like, the mixture is mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I go with the third group. I think the, depending on the content and the guests. Yeah, me too. Um, the show will not be like a static mm-hmm. length and which is totally different from what I thought in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Cause I wanted something shorter than 40 minutes for all the episodes. But, um, I think that that's also affected kind of the, the final product of each episode, because as you like, as I talk with people, I'm also always thinking, ah, you know, it has to be short. Mm-hmm. You either maybe cut down the conversation or in edits, then you kind of take things out that could have really added, but because of the timing. So I, I find it limiting. The show will be a mixture of yeah. time frame. And, and if you prefer it shorter, then you can listen to all the short ones. If you prefer <laughs> you it longer. You can uh, divide it up into three sections. <laughs> we can help you with that. I can say what minute until what minute. Stina is going to be oh, an associate producer. Yes. So she's going to help with that bit. Yeah. <laughs> So we also got some questions from some of our listeners. See, I already said R. Mm, there it's you go. Prophetic. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so here's the first question. And it is, how do you pick your guests? Mm. Well, I'm very attentive to people in general. And so when I meet people, I whatever impression I take away with me of them, I mean, this is, of course, bound to time because I meet people in, in different circumstances. All the guests, the way I choose them is by thinking about them through this filter of what I've observed and the way that I've seen their, the story of their lives unfolding. Could it be beneficial for other people to listen to their stories. Even if this person is not famous or maybe they have a niche in a specific circle or area in society, I believe their stories will resonate with a lot more people. Mm. So I kind of filter it through that thought process. When I think about the purpose of the of liminal space, which is to be attentive and intentional and active, when you're engaging with change, because change is powerful. It can be destructive or it can give you life. Mm -hmm. And so it's really asking myself the question, would this story shed a light about what the importance of navigating and thriving in liminal space means? Mm. So far, uh, that's the filter that I use to kind of juggle. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. That's really cool to hear. You're, I mean, something I learned about you, you're very intentional in general. So I know that the people that you ask, it's an intentional thought behind it that you have something. And uh, I think myself, I never thought I I had something to share. So it was actually Debbie that told me I had something to share. 
Um, so when she asked me, I was like, well, I know you're very intentional. So I know you wouldn't ask me if you don't think that I have something to share. Uh, so that also helped me to, mm. to take the decision to say yes. Uh, we have the next question from one of our listeners, mm. which writes, it will be interesting to know your own story with regards to liminal spaces. So also asking if there's any chance of you being interviewed soon. And here we go. What a perfect place. Seriously, isn't that question kind of like just on point with yeah. you being here? And- yes, that's very good. Because, I mean, you have had your own experience during the season. that We mentioned it in the beginning of this episode. This season, having to move from Sweden on your way to Switzerland and then Corona happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's different parts of that story, of course. But do you want to tell us a little bit your own experience? Yes. And I will try to be brief about it. At the beginning of 2020, I decided I was going to move on from Sweden. And there, there's a background to that whole story, of course, that we won't go into. So I think that the first part of diving into this liminal space started in January because taking this decision meant that I was thrown into uncertainty and change immediately. And something that I was reflecting on is usually with liminal space, you know, something happens that you don't plan for. So whether it's death or pandemic like Mm -hmm. COVID-19 or illness. So it's, it's surprising in many ways for a lot of people. But then there's the other side of stepping into liminal space that is by choice, Mm. which is what happened to me initially, Mm. because I stepped into that space because I made an intentional decision to move. Mm. Um, And so it has been challenging. Change is hard. Uncertainty is hard. For me personally, because I chose it (laughs) was hard because at different points, I was like, why are you doing this again? Um, so that, that, that was the initial starting point mm. of, of my experience. And then April was, that was kind of the timing that I put around for myself. And if you know me at all, I'm like the queen of planning everything. And I don't know why I do it because life is so uncertain. <laughs> Changes always happen. But I planned to leave in April and then Corona happened. And so then I found myself in a prolonged liminal space that was a surprise. Mm -hmm. So basically, everything that had to do with my move that was important, every legal thing, basically went on pause. (laughs) And so I had to prolong my stay in Sweden and still not knowing if I was going to be able to move. Um, And so it's been really... To say challenging, maybe it's an understatement. It's been really a test of character Mm -hmm. to start a podcast that talks about how it's good to pay attention, you know, in times of change and to be intentional and not just let things happen to you. I had many moments that I I was like, why did I start this now? Because it's kind of, you know, practice what you preach, Mm -hmm. um, but in a challenging and very good way. Mm -hmm. So I needed especially from April, to start paying attention to how I was responding in my own liminal space. Some of the things that have really helped me, which, you know, this question gives me the opportunity to share right now, is something that you have shared, which we talked about earlier on, is constantly reminding myself, being intentional with taking the space and the time to grieve and hope, to have vision for the future. And what I mean by that is literally waking up every day. And I think it was even more intense after Corona broke up because all of a sudden I couldn't go home. So I couldn't leave Sweden to home. I couldn't go to Switzerland. Um, and I had to deal with visa Mm-hmm. things in Sweden which I mean if I never went through a visa process again it will be too soon like mm-hmm. I really don't enjoy it um and so I had to wake up every day and decide that it was okay for me to feel out of sorts and that life is haywire and and I would do that to actually 
feel that. And I use that word very intentionally and take the space to do that. But then also sit and write all the things that I would do once this was over. So I had to start doing those two things. And I didn't succeed in doing them every day. But I made sure that I created that space because that was what kept me sane. Just taking, you know, that little thing that you shared, I think that it's it's mm. not just a nice thought because I think that that's very easy. Like, oh, that's a nice thought. If mm. you practice it, it has really, really, really been life-saving for me mm. uh, in this time. And not just in keeping me sane, but also helping me dream about things that I didn't make the time to dream about anymore. And I hadn't been writing as often as I should. So that also helped me to kind of get my writing juices flowing and Mm -hmm. remembering that liminal space is an opportunity for creativity. For me, it was an experience to have during this time Mm -hmm. because before, if something changes, I need to wait for something, I would be anxious, you know, or like try to numb. So basically bury myself in work or do something else other than think about that. So I'm not going to think about that. I'm just going to focus there. And I think that a lot of people could relate to this because like, I can't do anything about that. Why think about it? But this time around, being able to inhabit that space and really show up and be present has been life changing for me. Another thing has been thinking through both in practice, but also in dreaming. How do I help people more? How do I not stay focused on my own life and mm-hmm. where I'm at? And um, so speaking about communities, thinking through, okay, who can I give my time to, even though I'd rather be by myself and not talk to anybody right now? Or how can I support our clients better? Or how can I plan for the course better? So anything that had to do with me investing my time, my creativity, my energy, in other people, I try to also take the opportunity to do that during this time, not in a numbing, as a numbing thing, like I'm going to focus my attention there so I don't have to think about this, but in an intentional way of thinking, I want to actually in this difficult time be able to also give. Um, so that's been a real great practice uh, that has really helped because it's just something close to divine when you do something for another person. Mm. I think that there's, you can't, I don't have the words for it, but mm. it's life-giving yeah. um, for both you and the person. So that's been helpful for me. Just uh, reminds me about something we talked about in the first episode, also the things that you're talking about now. What is the kind of person that I want to be? And how can I be that person even in my worst moments? Yes. And worst moments, often we experience hard moments in liminal spaces. It might not be the absolutely worst, but we might experience them as very dark and hard and heavy because it's a lot of uncertainty. And it's very easy and romantic to think about what kind of person and character you want to have and what you will do for other people. It's very easy to think those things When things are going smooth and easy and you know exactly what you're doing and things are going your way. But it's very challenging to to keep on being that person and being faithful and and being kind, like Becky was talking about. Doing those things in the midst of the liminal space and in the midst of the uncertainty and you not knowing and you not feeling good about things at all. But if we can challenge ourselves to really push ourselves to be the persons we want to be in those places, I think we're going to get very far. I agree with you 100%. I think that that, like the practice is the point. If you Mm. don't practice kindness or love, you're only going to think about it. And if you can do good things and make good decisions in hard times, Mm. that's how you build character. And if you fail one day you can succeed the next day. Yes. And that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. You don't have to keep going. Absolutely. I'm going to show one more thing um, and then we can maybe cap it here and you can totally have a chat with me in the future because now you're part mm-hmm. of liminal spaces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's practicing faith and hope. And I, I literally mean practicing it. For example, last week, Thursday, I was like, okay, is there a point packing up my apartment, you know, and my room and my suitcases? 
and all these things that I'm getting rid of or giving away. Like, what if I would stay longer in Sweden? On Saturday, I was just reflecting on faith and really thinking through what is faith? Faith isn't a thought, right? It's not a concept. It's, a, it's, it's an action. It's something you do. It's very uncomfortable because if you're logical, which I'm very much a logical thinker, it doesn't make any sense because I don't have the facts yet. Mm-hmm. But I think I've been really pushed and challenged to say, okay, if I'm hoping, and hope is not a wish, mm. hope is very linked to visions and something you're walking toward. It's like, for me, to practice hope and faith in this season has also meant literally packing my suitcase, even if I'm still waiting for this make or break document. And it's really hard because I don't know, like, I don't know if I have to unpack everything Because as you know, like I can't go anywhere, Uh, really. Mm. I have to still be here, whether it's Switzerland or or back home in Nigeria. I can't leave until this document comes or when they open up the borders in Nigeria. Mm. So it's like the real possibility of all this being a waste of time is there. And it will be interesting to see like how the coming days unfold and... It, of course, it could go both ways. Like if you're logical, then I think for me, this is like a true test of character, like faith. Mm. And if you're the opposite, then maybe you need to apply whatever it is that you need to apply in your own circumstance. That's kind of my experience so far with very specific liminal space, still navigating it, mm. loving the growth that I see in myself. And then also taking some of the things that I've learned from the guests on the podcast and things that I've learned from about myself has just been completely transformational for me. Thank you for sharing so much from your season right now. The last question from our listeners is about the future. When is the next season coming up? So you guys might have picked up, I'm moving, like literally <laughs> moving my life. <laughs> So I don't have an answer for that. It could be by the end of September or it could be next January. I will definitely keep you posted. What I will say is something I have clear conviction about it is the theme of the next season, which will be Second Wind. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't heard of Second Wind, it's basically, it's what happens to you when you're running or exercising. And you feel like you're going to die, but you don't stop and you push past that space or that experience, which is usually short, but it feels like a lifetime. If you can push back that limitation, push past it, you get a new energy and a new strength. And it happens a lot with runners. So if you're a runner, you know what I'm talking about. But I had this very clear sense that the second season to be important to push ourselves to dream and practice and explore what it means to continue life past our tiredness or fatigue from this crazy Mm. (laughs) times that we've experienced on a global scale, but also individually. However, this pandemic has influenced you, whether you have a story like mine or Stina's or whatever in your context, You have experienced something tiring and you've pushed through and you're here now, but you need new energy and new strength in order to keep going. Mm. That's really exciting. So what we can say for sure is that there is going to be a second season. 100% sure. Yeah. The timing of it will be announced later on. The Instagram page will be active. So I've been reading a lot. That's something I haven't even like shared, but reading a lot of books. Like I, I read John Mark Comer's, uh The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's about rest. He shared this whole thinking about how to change your lifestyle. A few other books that I found really helpful. I've been reading a book about minimalism, which I think is really beneficial if you're experiencing liminal space or... You know, even if you haven't now, you're going to do it in the future. It helps with kind of just what are you surrounding yourself with? So it will be active. I love quotes. Actually, a few people have have talked to me about that. And there's just something about words that just Mm. 
they are just special to mm. me and, and I know they are for other people. So I will be sharing a lot of those mm. as well. And any resources beyond books that I lay my hands on, I'm happy to share. Right. Go follow us there so we yeah. can stay in touch with you. Also, something that you just taught me. I'm not so technical. I'm not so into podcasts. I can follow you on Spotify. I can start to follow you. Yes. And uh, that's something I would like to encourage all the listeners now. Go and follow. Because uh, ha- what happens then? You get all the new episodes? or Yeah, you do get automatic notifications and mm-hmm. downloads of the episodes on Spotify. But it also helps boost the visibility of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Helps more people to find it. So that could be on Spotify or Apple Podcast or Anchor. So subscription helps you in that way. Just get automatic notifications and sometimes downloads, depending, of course, on your specific settings. But it also would just help uh, with the visibility of the podcast Mm. and how easy it is for people to find it. Mm. Please go and do that. I already did it right before this uh, final episode. Yes. I start to follow Liminal Spaces podcast. You should do like me. Yay. Good job, Steen. I'm so happy. Thank you so much, Debbie, for having me here. It's been a (laughs) ton of fun. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for saying yes. And it's always special to sit and chat with you in this setting to all the guests I've been on. Uh, You don't know what that means to me. Huge thank you to my friend, Michaela, because she let me use her microphone for four months. Thank you so much for letting me do that. My sisters have been super fans, if I could call them that. Mm -hmm. They've been super encouraging and helpful. And people that have I've connected with uh, through the podcast and have been engaging. Also people that I haven't been on Instagram, because I think it's so easy to kind of put all the focus on Instagram. Uh, But I've had people like that just off social media, we've been chatting with back and forth and they've been super supportive as well. Not to forget them because Instagram isn't everything for sure. This is the wrap up for the first season. Thank you everyone that has been listening. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. I hope you can take some time to reflect on a question a phrase or thought that resonates with you and is applicable in your own life. Be encompassed by love and always remember that even though none of us can control everything that happens to us, we can all control how we respond 